Thank you for coming back to another episode of Maverick, Maverick Messages. Messages. I'm Emma. And I'm Cohen. And we are juniors here at Providence Baptist College. Listen closely to Dr. Mike Hall as he preaches about the burden of service. Hebrews chapter 12. <clears throat> Let me, th- this, the, the thought of this message was generated by... Uh, and, and, we're, and, and we're, I'm not saying this for all of a sudden you to fall on your face flat, but this has been one of the best years that we've had as far as you all being involved in ministry, being concerned about coworkers, getting them here, visitors, testimonies of what's happening. It's been one of the best years that we've had. And, and this group, as far as serving is concerned, we've never had a problem. Anytime we've asked for anything, you have volunteered to do it, if you could, for the most part, not everybody, but for the most part, Anytime we had a need, you were there to meet that need. By the way, don't forget the, the gals that said you could help with the nursery tomorrow. Make sure that you're over there, nine, uh, 10, 30, quarter till, somewhere on in there. <clears throat> but this has been a great group as far as serving is concerned, which concerns me. Because this has happened on a few occasions before, over 25 years, and invariably what has happened is a couple of years down the line, some of those people that were serving so much aren't serving anymore and aren't up until today. And one of the sad things for us is to see those young people that were actively involved serving and being a blessing all of a sudden now doing nothing. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily... Beset, which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Somehow in the mind of some of these young people, serving became a burden. Serving became a burden. And as a result of that, they're not serving anymore. So let me take a couple of minutes to just talk about the burden of service. The burden of service. Father, we just pray that you'll bless. Challenge us with a short message today. Just pray that Young folks will understand that serving is great, but we can't let it become a burden. So, Father, I pray you'll challenge with the message. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. The burden of service. Well, there are some things that service is not. First, service is not salvation. Just because you're serving doesn't mean you're saved. Just because you're doing some things ministry-wise that you like doesn't mean you're saved. All we got to do is look at the rich young ruler, for example, who was challenged to, to do, and when, it, and when that certain thing was found that he didn't like doing anymore, he walked away. And I understand that has to do with salvation, but the same thing can be true of any person in this room. What is that thing that you don't want to do that makes serving not fun anymore and so you quit? Is it, is it a lack of salvation? Judas trafficked with the Lord for three years. And yet at the end of that three years, checked out. He, he was, in fact, he probably was, was maybe, if not the most trusted, one of the most trusted individuals there. Why? Because he controlled the money. So here's a guy that all appearances was serving and doing what everybody else was doing and actively involved, and yet when it came down to it, you didn't see him anymore. You might know Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it, not of works. What? Sure. And, and that's what service is. Service is working. That's not a bad thing. But salvation has nothing to do with work. Salvation has nothing to do with service. 
These young people attended church. They sang in the choir. They worked bus routes. They worked in nurseries. They worked in nursing homes. They did their devotions. They went soul winning. They led people to the Lord. They did and did and did and did, but it just didn't satisfy. Why? Well, it might have been because Matthew 7 talks about and they have done many wonderful works, but Jesus said, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. In spite of the works that they were doing. Romans 3.17, in, in the way of service, have they not known? Service is not salvation. Working in the ministry is not salvation. The fact of the matter is, folks, the Bible says if any man be in Christ, what? He's a new creature. Has nothing to do with works. Has nothing to do with what you do. Has everything to do with your relationship. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I'm afraid that there are an awful lot of young people, many like you in this room here, where you've been in the Christian community all your life and you assume that you were saved because of wandering down an aisle with your folks or filling out a card or mumbling some prayer. And because of that, you think you're going to heaven. But you know what? This whole serving kind of a thing, as long as it's fun and everybody else is doing it, you're in. But when it's down to you, there's an emptiness inside. It's not fulfilling. It's not satisfying. And it may be because you're not saved. The Bible says there is a difference. I'm not trying to talk you out of your salvation, but there may be some in this room you need talking out of what your kind of salvation is. Because the fact of the matter, no, no matter what our background is, educational or gender, no matter what it is, the Bible says when you get saved, you have changed. You are different. And if nothing has changed, I challenged my Sunday school class with this on Sunday. If nothing has changed in your life, the Bible says, by your fruits you shall know them. And nobody knows you any better than you do. And if there is no sense of fulfillment, no sense of reward, no sense of of purpose as you're serving, it's just a burden for you, there's something, maybe something wrong with your salvation. And I, and I, Man, I, I would rather be embarrassed for the le- rest of my life than not get saved and be embarrassed for eternity. And so the bottom line, if there's anybody in this room, and I can give you examples after that, one, one of the shining lights of the college here, this guy had it. He could preach, he had a great personality, he got along with people, and he got out there, and all of a sudden is a universalist. Oh, you can't know... If there's a heaven or hell. You can't know God. You can't know. You can't know. And a lot of it is because of the things that he read after. But the fact of the matter is, as far as I'm concerned, all appearances are, he was never saved in the first place. He grew up in a Christian home. He went to a good church. He was involved in Christian education. Everything was Christian, Christian, Christian around him. And he was able to rise to the top of that as long as everybody else was doing it. And he was doing it also. But apparently somewhere in the depths of his soul, the salvation had never taken. He never got it. Because when the opportunity came, that was the end of the service. Service is not salvation. Had a, had a friend of mine, that when, way back when we were in high school, 
We had gone off to college. She went one place, I went another, and there was several of us that were starting to get our act together as far as our Christian faith was concerned. We came home for the summer, and we decided we wanted to have a, a prayer breakfast for our college students that came home, and we're going to do it once a week, have this prayer breakfast. Boy, she was in on it, helping with it, and, and all kinds of different things that were going on. <clears throat> Within a year, she's doubting her salvation and is at least an agnostic now, if not atheist. Why? Because she tried doing the serving thing. She tried doing the be involved thing. She tried doing the let me surround myself with this stuff, but there was no, as far as I'm concerned, there was no salvation inside. As far as I could tell, it's what it looked like. don't mean to judge her personally, but it sure looked that way. So if you're having trouble with this service stuff, you're having trouble with being involved in all this kind of stuff, there's no fulfillment, no joy, no enrichment in your life, you might want to look and see if there's really salvation there. Because there may not be. So service is not salvation. Service alone is not spirituality. We Look at the disciples if you want to. And in the case of the disciples, there are several of them that walked and talked with Jesus. But when it came down to it, they got out of the boat. Look at Peter. All you got to do is look at Peter. Now in the long term, we understand that he came around. But his spirituality, after all that they did, his service didn't support him. What he was doing didn't support him through tough times. And sometimes our service does not manifest spirituality in our lives. All you got to do is look at James and John. And they wanted to sit on each side of Jesus. Wanted to sit on each side of God. And because of their envy and jealousness, being jealous... They're condemned for it. Service is not necessarily spirituality. Thomas, he was one of the disciples like the rest of them, walked and talked with the Lord. And when it came down to it, I'm not believing nothing until I touch him. His service didn't support his spirituality. We should serve. Jesus did. Galatians 5.13 By love serve one another. Matthew 20 Whosoever shall be chief among you, let him be your servant. But service doesn't make you spiritual. And the problem with some of you is, it's even harder with a good kid. You would be categorized from your home church, you would be categorized as a good kid. Always involved, always being helpful. Often, it's a masquerade. Because service does not mean spirituality. Surface is a surface manifestation, but not always of what's depth in the depth of the heart. <clears throat> I had a guy that was a friend of mine. In fact, we worked together. I, I made a couple recommendations for him uh, when we were in the service. Great guy. We were in a church over there together. I was doing some preaching because the pastor was gone. Every once in a while, he'd fill the pulpit also. Was involved in everything church-wise that was going on. Only to find out that he got caught stealing from the army. Now, if you're going to steal, that's not exactly the best place to steal from. Why? Because for him, service wasn't satisfaction. Service wasn't spirituality. I think he was saved, just according to how well I knew him. But I don't think that that spirituality counted for him when it came down to being spiritual. Because when it came to it, the spirituality was gone. 
Had a kid that was in our academy. Sharpest kid you've ever met in your life. Was very helpful, caring, involved in every single thing that you can think of. Until he got out of high school, came to college, did great in college. As soon as he got out of college, that was the end of it. All of a sudden, he's working for a corporation, making a lot of money, and don't see him in church anymore. Why? Because service isn't spirituality. And just the manifestation of spirituality does not necessarily mean it's from in the heart. Service is not salvation. Service is not spirituality. And service also is not long-term satisfaction. Just because you're serving and being a part doesn't bring answers for your role in life long-term. you got examples of uh, in the Bible, Mary and Martha, for example, they served, but ultimately no satisfaction until the crucifixion and resurrection took place. Some served, but it's a burden long-term. They were on bus routes. They worked soul winning. They went uh, to nursing homes. It was fun when everybody was doing it, but it got real old real fast. And even people that I have known that were serving for 20 and 25 years it got old. Something happened in their life. In one case that I'm thinking of, a spouse passed away. And the other spouse, that's the last we saw them in church. I mean, we're talking about folks actively involved, key members of the church, did everything, worked bus routes, gave money, supported missions. I mean, we're talking the whole. And one thing changed in their life, and that guy was out. Why? Because service is not necessarily long-term satisfaction. Things happen in our lives. <clears throat> Had a family in the academy that both mom and dad were incredibly involved while the kids were in school. Man, they helped out with all kinds. Helped out with band when we had trips and stuff, and they helped out with fundraisers that were there. The kids got out of high school, and that was the last we saw of the parents. Why? Apparently their service did not satisfy long term. So the bottom line, service is not salvation, service is not necessarily spirituality, and service is not long-term satisfaction. So what is? Turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 13. Philippians 2.13 For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure do all things without murmuring and disputing. In fact, the matter is service is not salvation, service is not spirituality, service is not long-term satisfaction. But what is? A relationship with Jesus Christ. Through that relationship with Christ, you can be saved. Through that relationship with Christ, your serving can be spirituality. Through your relationship with Christ, you can have long-term satisfaction. Like I said, 2 Corinthians 5.17, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. When you're trying to do it outside of the regenerative power of God in our lives, when we get saved, it ends up being a burden. 
That's what, that's what Hebrews 12 was talking about. Laying aside the weights. And it's a tragic thing when serving God ends up being a weight in your life. One, maybe because you're not saved. Also because of a lack of spirituality. It says, in love, serve one another. But who is love? God is love. What ought, what ought to be our relationship with Him? One of a, a loving relationship that's a real relationship. And a relationship with Christ results in long-term satisfaction. John 10.10, I came that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. God wants us to have an abundant, full, fulfilled life. But our problem comes in when we try to substitute service. Nothing wrong with service. It's, It's what we're here for. Whether, whether full-time ministry or not, folks, you ought to, as a, as a Christian, you ought to have a life of service in mind. Lord, what can I do? I remember when I was in the army, we had been praying to get out, and the Lord said, not yet, not yet, not yet. But I'd get off of work, <coughs> get home, have some supper, and would start doing things as far as the church is concerned. Worked with a lot of music things, Sunday school classes, whatever it is. And, and, and as soon as I could, I'd get to working on some of that stuff. Because it was a joy. Because of a relationship that I had with that one who gave me that joy, that abundant life that he wanted me to have. And we can all have that abundant life. But the key is, now turn real quickly. Go to Exodus chapter 12. I, and I'm sure others, have a whole message on this. But here's what it boils down to. Exodus, chapter 12, verse 3. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take unto them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall he make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out of the sheep or from the goats. Did you catch the progression? Verse number three, it's a lamb. We know that Jesus Christ was the lamb that was killed for the sins of the world. He was a lamb. But if you take a look in verse number four, he is the lamb. We have to understand that for our salvation, there is no other. Neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby ye must be saved. So he went from being a lamb to the lamb, but did it stop there? Take a look down at verse 5. What's it say? Your lamb. See, that's the key to this whole thing. You might understand that Jesus is the lamb that died for the world. You might, you might realize that he's the only way to heaven. But that's not adequate He must be your lamb, and in so doing, you need to have a relationship with him. No relationship, no satisfaction, perhaps no salvation, no long-term satisfaction. All of this is because of the abundant life that God wants to give all of us. So what's it go right back to? How about a devotional life? How about a devotional life? It all goes back to your life, your relationship with the God of the universe that created you and know what's best for you. And you know what the crazy thing is? 
Even though God created us, knows what's best for us, and wants the best for us, we ignore them. And instead serve. And it looks great. Bus routes, people coming to church, da-da-da. When's the last time you had your own personal devotions? See, before too long, you'll end up being one of those statistics, one of those people that I was talking about in here. Man, just cruising through college, doing some great stuff. But a year or two after college, it's nothing there. Why? Because Jesus was never your lamb. Even if you're saved, he still must be an active part of your life. Or he'll fall. Because service itself, while it's important and we ought to do it, is not the same as the relationship that causes the legitimate service. And so what all of us need to do is stop and think, wow, do I have that relationship that I should have? Because see, we're not talking about small deal here. I right now can name for you two or three instances, and and one of them, most of, of you in this room, would have heard about it, be aware of it, or something. But a young man whose dad was hyper-involved in ministry, was going to go off to college, be involved in ministry. Dad went outside, had a clubhouse, kind of a little thing back there, goes in there, and there he was, dad shot himself, killed himself. And the note he had was, I'm tired of living a lie. Everything I did was just in the flesh. He had no relationship. But there's not a person on this earth that thought that was true of him. Anybody would have said, this is the next great servant of God. This guy's going to pastor church. Da, 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 and on, 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 on. What? Service was a burden to him. And folks, if service is a burden, you need to stop and think about your relationship with Christ. First of all, salvation. But after that, day to day to day to day. He's the one that even though you're dog-tired on Sunday night, there's a peace. Man, I did something for the Lord today that lasts for eternity. Instead of, and, and how about Friday night? Man, I can hardly wait. This is going to be a rough weekend. they got a big day coming up. It's going to be a rough week. But man, I can hardly wait to get out there and see how the Lord will use Or is it, oh, man, not another Saturday. What are we going to do as soon as we're done? What category are you in? It's all about your relationship with him. Wow, that was so good. Apply this principle to your life and see how God can use you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maverick Maverick Messages. Messages.